Okay, yes, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Rugby Muscle Podcast. I'm Herzl Zoys DJ. Today, we are going to dive into how to become more athletic in the gym, what that actually looks like, and we're going to give you some action steps as to what you can do to be a better athlete. And spoiler alert, it does not just involve being bigger and growing muscles. That can be part of it, but that's not the whole thing. And we'll get into why and what you should be doing potentially instead or as well as. Now, before I get into this, I do want to just point out no intro music. No, if this video or audio podcast sounds a little bit different, it is because I'm recording this uh, through a replacement laptop. Mine, uh, my MacBook has been taken in to repair its battery. I'm not sure if that's going to make any difference. But I'll I'll tell you right now that that if there is a difference, that's why um, going forward I should get my other Mac back quite quick, and then we can get into uh, the exact same. And actually, we'll be getting into going forward some more uh, interviews and stuff like that. So looking forward to what the podcast is going to run into throughout the rest of 2024. But for now, we're going to continue along this lines of step by step by step by step building out your plan to become a better rugby player. So we've spoken about setting goals. We've spoken about the the need to um, work on what you need to work on and around your own schedule. Now let's talk about like athleticism and what that is made from. We've spoken also about the five areas of conditioning that you need to work on. And we'll touch on that in today's video. So if you appreciate this stuff, as always, I like asking for it early and it seems to get a good response if I ask for it early. Five stars on Spotify really does help out. I've noticed, again, another uptick in those when I've asked for them early. Thumbs up on the YouTube also helps. But on YouTube, please give us a comment below. Um, I'll pin a comment for you to respond to or just write a comment for the algorithm, or um, a question for a future Q&A ones. I'll be doing a few Q&As before I move on. I'll be filming them over the next couple of weeks. So yeah, please let me know if you have any questions that want to be answered on any of those. Um, also, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts also helps out really great. And if you're interested in programming and skipping this whole year-long process of learning the ins and outs, then I will put links to Team Rugby Muscle and a link to how you can apply for coaching in the description below. So let's get on with what you need to do to become more athletic. First thing I want to talk about is the consistency that is required to become athletic. So, you know, you can lose a couple pounds in a week fairly easily. You can gain a couple pounds in a week fairly easily athleticism is a combination of lots of different things and it takes a while to be able to achieve those things and it, it takes a while to achieve all of those things individually so the one of the big things you need and I know this is something that I will continue to repeat and have said uh, uh, spoken about a lot but the consistency of training is going to be one of the most important factors along with genetics those are probably the two most important factors for you to become an athlete. Now, there's nothing that you can do whatsoever about your genetics right now. 
apart from potentially activate some epigenetics by going in a bloody gym, right? So consistency in the gym is, or, or doing some training. I shouldn't say just going into the gym because obviously you can do lots of stuff outside the gym. So getting your strength and condition done is going to, it's the only way, or the only way to guarantee that you do not improve in your athleticism whatsoever is to give up. And so I think this is what people um, end up, this is the biggest way people end up shorting themselves when it comes to becoming a really good athlete is just that inconsistency even if they do get to the gym they look for such great a progress in such a short amount of time that they inevitably fall short of that progress or just get burnt out in that process because they're stretching themselves too thin and they're not looking at this in the long term you want to look at this that you basically once you commit to to this process, to, you know, a stronger, fitter, healthier you and a healthier life, you should basically never stop. And maybe eventually down the line, you will you will sort of, sort of wind that down. But you don't even really need to consider that right now. You just need to consider what it is that, or what it takes for you to stay really consistent. Um, and there are lots of different things that can go into that. But understand that if you're going to skip training if you're going to have a short-term goal and then just give up if you're going to um, try and make sure everything's perfect so that you cost yourself months on the front end all those things are just like big barriers to you become an athlete before we've even considered like the actual physical elements that it's going to take so with that all being said, what are the physical elements that we're talking about here? For rugby, we've discussed this already. And for different sports, there's going to require different levels of athleticism. But for this one, we're going to talk about the five elements that we discussed in the previous uh, podcast. So aerobic capacity, strength and size, or just strength for this purpose, right? Because the size will come with the strength, movement control, speed, and power. And I think those five elements all need a a certain minimum amount to be hit you should you should be able to um achieve you know the weaker you are in one area is going to hold you back on the pitch so the more you build yourself out as a rounded athlete the better you're going to be on the pitch and then like the, the the higher your minimums, the better your potential. And then the higher your maximums are in certain areas, the the more filled out you are of your potential, right? So if you are uh, an extremely strong individual, but you have yet to, um, you know, run a 5k in less than 35 minutes or 30 minutes, then you have the potential, but you're not there yet. You haven't even started to, you know, even reach any amount of potential for your uh, overall athletic performance because you're just too uh, aerobically weak to play for 80 minutes and express that strength across 80 minutes in the form of playing rugby, in the form of big tackles, etc. So you need to develop a base first. And if you're already naturally good in one of those areas, that's one area that you might not need to take care of a base. And then you would look to um, expand upon those different areas. So what we're looking at, again, aerobic capacity, your ability to transfer oxygen around, oxygenated blood around the body to continually fuel it for uh, action, right? 
Uh, then we're looking at strength, your ability to exert force. Then we're looking at movement control, your control over your exertion of force and uh, in, over your whole body and how it moves through space and how it reacts to other people trying to manipulate it. Speed, obvious, how you get around the pitch, power, how explosive you are and how much um, strength you can express or how much force you can express, sorry, in a extremely quick period of time those five things need to be trained and you need to reach a base in each of those areas um, and then the more i'd say the more outstanding you can come in any one of those areas is going to then help you stand out as a rugby player um, and stand out as an athlete but you are not going to be able to work all of those things at once you so that's why we work on okay what's our weakness versus something holding us back you bring that up you have a nice well-rounded base and then we're going to target specific areas depending on your position depending on what you want to do how you want to play etc okay that's how you become a great athlete next we're going to look at um what exactly targeting those weak weekend areas looks like so does that mean if i am aerobically weak that i completely ditch all of my strength work probably not what that means is i'm still um, training as an athlete with my strength work with my power potentially movement control and speed but i've got those a little bit more on the back burner once those things are on the back burner i can then you know it requires maybe one or two sessions a week at most to continue to potentially even improve but at minimum hold out on the the physical capacities that i already have and then all i can do is dedicate my resources of improvement towards those other areas um and once i've done that right that massively levels up my athletic ability rather than has me be a specialist so if i am someone let's take that individual that i spoke about before can't take can can uh, let's say they can squat 200 kilos but they cannot finish a 5k in less than 35 minutes that person is athletic in one way in a sense that they can you know perform a, a huge uh, strength uh, lift and able to express that strength in the form of a squat fantastically that is one area of athleticism that's fantastic but because they are so weak in that other area they're they're not going to perform athletically on the rugby pitch repeatedly time after time after time and so to if they were just to simply work on all of the areas they would slightly improve in in their squats they'd slightly improve in their aerobic capacity and you'd see them become a sl a slowly but surely a better athlete if they continue to what to do what they were doing potentially that had them be this athlete in the first place which is probably to work on just strength then again, they can continue to be a good athlete in that area, but they're going to, like, they could gain 10, let's say they gain 10 kilos on their squat, they can now squat 210 kilos, but they have not improved their 5K time, they have not improved their ability, their aerobic capacity. They're still going to, if not be, well, they're going to still be the same athlete on the rugby pitch as they were before. That 10 kilos of squatting power isn't going to transfer as much when they're being held back so significantly by this one glaring weakness of aerobic capacity. Likewise, if you've got someone that's fit and strong, and they maybe this same person can, like their 200 kilo squatting, um, 
They can also run a 5K in less than 25 minutes, let's say, or, yeah, less than 22 minutes, let's say. And so they're aerobically decent, and they're, and they're also nice and strong. But their sprinting technique is all over the place, and they look like Bambi on ice. And they, they, they their turning circle is that of a, uh, a, a cruise ship, right? Then they're not going to be able to express that uh, aerobic capacity to continue to perform well over and over and over again. They're not going to be able to express their strength over and over again because they're being held back by that one area. And so that's why that's the first stage that we correct. We make sure that we are not weak in any of those five areas in order to uh, move forward. And rather than say um, what you need to do is to test those areas specifically, you should instinctively know by seeing your performance on the rugby pitch. And you should know by, number one, seeing your performance on the rugby pitch, and also by um, your training history in the gym and how you perform in the gym. So if you've never done aerobic stuff, chances are you could, there's like a real easy low hanging fruit there that you could gain massively in your athletic capabilities. Now let me just adjust this chair as we move on to the next part of athleticism. So, We've targeted our weak points, right? So that we've brought up that um, we've brought ourselves up to be a much more well-rounded athlete. The next thing I want to talk about is something in the gym that you must do, and that is let me just adjust this camera so it's down now because I look like I'm really short. There we go, and that is going to be moving in different planes. So we're not talking about like when it comes to the gym, and yeah, you know. A lot of people just talk about growing muscle and gaining strength and lifting things up and down. In rugby, you are moving around a 360-degree plane. You're also moving up and down as you you know change height, as we've seen a lot with these high tackle laws coming in. The we there is lots of changes of height. So you are lowering, you're going lower, you're going upper, you you're moving left, moving right, moving forward, moving backwards. You're moving around. You're also not moving linearly, right? You're not turning your body like you're on a Game Boy or your um, what's the uh, Link? You're not Link or Pokemon where you're like move. You you have to can only move forward in that plane or a ninety degrees. No, you rotate and you twist and turn and you do all sorts of different things. And so that is that must feature in your training if you're going to express this strength, this athleticism, this power um, onto the rugby pitch. So even if we're talking about our sprints, we're not just doing our sprints forward, although to begin with, that's fine. But over time, you're going to be doing sprints. You're going to do curved sprints. You're going to do uh, 90 degree uh, cuts. You're going to do 45 degree cuts. You're going to do sprints and then steps and then curved sprints. You're going to sprint backwards. You're going to get up off the ground and do sprints. You're going to move around. That's just with your sprint training. With your lifting, you're going to rotate. You're going to throw things on the floor. You're going to throw things against the wall. Or you're just going to rotate. You're going to pull a cable and you can rotate. But idea is that you're using your spine to rotate. That is what the spine is built to do, not just stay as rigid as possible and hold that position. Because if you're always like this, you're going to pass terribly right and for the those that listen on the podcast if you've just got a rigid spine that is a block how can you pass you can't you've got to rotate that spine how can you tackle if someone runs into you off your shoulder you have to rotate so you've got to incorporate some rotation and rotation doesn't necessarily have to be aggressive rotational throws or passing it can just simply be isolateral work in the upper body so if you're just bench pressing with one arm 
there's a good chance that your spine is going to twist in that and come into play there as well. Or if you're pulling, or if you're rowing with one arm, same thing. If you're, um, if you're doing, if you're doing split squats, same thing. You're going, it's depending on how you're holding your weights, you're going, you, your spine still needs to have some anti-rotation as well because the body just wants to rotate and to be comfortable. So, the idea here is all I'm saying is you've got to move around and not just lift up and down. There are times and places for sure to use machines, to use the basic lifts, to use bilateral lifts. But for the most part, you want to at least include one set of upper body pushing and pulling that is uh, unilateral in some way or that is not bilateral. So you can either use um, weights moving at different times you can either use one arm at a time you can use uh, split stance for the lower body you can use single leg you can use lots of different things right but you you want at least one upper body push one upper body pull and one lower body movement that involves not just necessarily straight but bilateral you want to include some sort of lateral movement so um, that can also just be in your warm-ups I wouldn't overthink this too much um but it is something that needs to be incorporated from time to time, particularly if that's a weakness, um, so that you, you, you're hitting your adductors. Um, and then you would also, on top of that, finally include some sort of rotation, anti-rotation, and uh, lateral flexion or anti-lateral flexion. So Copenhagen planks, side planks, um, are, are all good movements, but you can also put, or they're good, they're not really movements, they're, stability exercise where you're holding yourself but you could also right do uh side planks where you're actually doing them as reps so you put a dumbbell on your hip and then you're moving up and down and up and down that way you're still working yes you're working up and down but your body's on its side right so you're actually working through laterally um and i would include those in your training on a basically on a weekly basis i would do um, lateral movements, rotational exercises, and then um, isolateral. So one arm, one leg, push, pull at some point throughout the week. And I do that as general rule of thumb. There are lots of different ways you can go about it in season. Potentially, you're looking at more doing more of those. Off season, potentially, depending on what your goals are, not as much, but still can be a consideration, particularly when yeah depends on what the goal is off season more often than not tends to be the time where we're looking at just building raw strength building raw muscle and building basic aerobic capacity because we're not having to do um we're not having to express this on the pitch every single week once you're in season you better make sure those things are part of your training next final thing i want to touch on this is that this becoming an athlete there is no sort of limitation for age as to when this process starts or when this process stops. It You can be 30s, you can be 40s, you can be in your teens. This is a biological process that will continue to happen as long as you provoke it to happen. So if you are in your 40s, you've never done any sprints and you start doing some sprints, it doesn't matter that your sprinting peak theoretically was in your 20s um, or you know, your early 20s. You're, you've never trained it. You're now going from untrained to trained. And that um, and that can apply to all of these different traits that we've just discussed. The human body is incredibly adaptable. And the more research is going into this, the more we're finding that these adaptations aren't limited um, due to age whatsoever. 
right? Even the brain, right? We always, we always used to think that once we hit our 20s or 30s, our brain was like much less plastic and, and less, less able to learn. And then actually what we're finding is people just don't bother trying to learn at those ages. And actually you can, you can learn at any age just as you can become an athlete at any age. And I've seen and trained people that have either just trained like bodybuilders, um, either trained like triathletes or runners, or have not trained at all. All of them have played there. And these are three, I can think of three specific examples of athletes that I've personally worked with in rugby muscle that have played their best rugby from not just how I feel or they feel, but from coaches actually outright telling them and, and peers outright telling them in their 40s, in their 40s, because they're now finally training to to get these adaptations to become an athlete. So don't worry about how old you are before doing this process. This process is available to all. And particularly if you think that you've been working towards being an athlete, when in actual fact, what you've been doing is being a bodybuilder or being a power lifter, and you haven't touched on the rotational elements, you haven't touched on the aerobic capacity or the power or the speed work, you've never done speed training. I can guarantee you, it doesn't matter if you're, you could be fucking 60. If you've never done speed training, you're going to be the fastest person possible or the fastest. No, you're going to be at your fastest in your 60s because you never trained it before. And now all of a sudden you're bringing this in. It's going to take time. Of course, it's a, it's a, but it's a never ending process. It's something that you can continually work on. And that is something that we must all bear in mind. So hopefully that helps you guys out and gets you starts to wrap your head around what it takes to be an athlete we will discuss in next week's episode exactly what that looks like as far as how we would implement training these different elements um but i am very wary that i don't want these episodes extending too far beyond 20 minutes i want them always between 20 and 30 minutes and if i was to go on here i think i'm just going to go in a bit of ramble so thank you guys so much for listening like I said, if you can leave a comment, if you've watched this on the YouTube, you can see the, the sun has gone down as I've been recording this. If you're listening on Spotify, you cannot see that, but you can leave a comment or a question for a future Q&A episode. That would be much appreciated. You can also hit five stars, also much appreciated. And if you haven't done so far, hit subscribe so you don't need, miss next week's episode where we do discuss um, how we would practically go about training all these different elements of athleticism um, at any age all right so do all of that stuff remember it doesn't matter what, what age you are it doesn't matter um you know what your current ability is this is a process where you can continue to improve if you follow this process thank you guys so much for listening we'll catch you in the next one